Time now for the morning line here on KMA. The Iowa legislature has moved through the first funnel deadline. State Representative Brent Sechrist is with us to sort out all of the activity at the State House. He's with us on the line this morning. Good morning to you, Brent. Good morning. Glad to be with you. Good to have you with us again, Brent. And uh, first of all, uh, there is the, the bill that's floating through right now, House File 2612, if I have the number correctly, is now under consideration in uh, the Iowa House, having passed through the committee last week before the funnel deadline. This has to do with the area education agencies and a revamping of that service. But how does this bill, the, the bill under consideration now in the House, different from what Governor Reynolds proposed last month? Uh, first off, it's much better. Um, a lot of input has been taken now from uh, uh, parents and educators and the AAs, and so we've made quite a bit of progress on it. Still needs a few few more changes, I think, but it's going to uh, continue to move through the process. What we made sure to do in our bill is to protect uh, all the special education services that the parents across the state uh, are, are entitled to and also expect from the AAs. And so that's the major change. Uh, we'll look at a few other things like giving the school districts a little bit more choice uh, in uh, how they want the media and technology money spent or the educational services money. Uh, but we're, we're making pretty good progress. We'll also make sure the Department of Education has a little more oversight over the AEAs, although they, they currently have quite a bit of oversight for them. So uh, it's still a work in progress, but uh, compared to the, the rollout that the governor had, and the fierce blowback that took place. Uh, this is uh, this is the way the process is supposed to work, and I think in the end we'll get something that will uh, be uh, supported by the majority of the legislature. If I recall correctly, the bill gives uh, school districts until something like fiscal 2028 to decide which services they want from the AA and which they want to, I guess, farm out or look for other uh, providers for. Is that correct? Uh, that was the original intent, yes. But uh, in the bill that I think will, I think will end up passing, uh, the special education services, which is uh, the, the large majority of what the EAs do, uh, that money will go to the school districts, but they will spend it with the EAs, not with outside sources, uh, because the EAs clearly know what they're doing there. So uh, that's the major change to make sure we protect uh, the services that. Uh, parents have come to expect for their special ed students. The uh, <clears throat> and forgive my voice, I got a cold. Obviously, <laughs> um, the uh, media and technology stuff that that would go to the districts, and then they could pick and choose some of the services that they want to use. Although most of them, I think, will continue to use the AEAs because uh, they offer uh, a v- broad variety of services. Now, there's a House version right now, and also there's a Senate version. How are the two bills, the two versions of this bill, how do they differ? Well, the Senate version um, is is more like the governor's version. There's a couple of things in there that may be better than what's in the House, but the major part, again, is the special education part. Um, the Senate, if I recall, they let uh, the school districts have uh, be able to hire or buy services from outside companies and so on, which uh, the House version doesn't. And frankly, uh, if we don't keep those services with the area education agencies, I don't think the bill could pass because uh, the amount of, again, blowback from parents, they want to make sure they have the services through the AEAs, and that's what the House bill does. So 
at this time, my understanding is the Senate's probably going to sit back and wait and see what the, the House passes, and then they'll work off the House bill. And also, of course, the Iowa House Education Committee, or at least a committee in the House, approved a 3% increase in supplemental state aid last week. Uh, how likely is that 3% figure uh, to get through the rest of the House and Senate? What sort of vibes or what sort of uh, feedback are you receiving on the 3% SSA? I believe the plan is that the House will take up that bill tomorrow uh, on the floor and uh, it will pass out of the House at 3%. And we will do all we can to make sure the Senate passes the same thing. I believe they passed out what we would call a shell bill that they have a number in there. Uh, I think they're tending to think 2.5%, which is what the governor proposed. But frankly, with inflation and everything else, 2.5% isn't enough. And uh, so we'll be working very hard to get them to the 3% level. But should pass out of the House tomorrow at 3%. Hopefully the Senate will do the same and the governor will pass it. Three percent is uh, is a reasonable amount. I believe it's about 107 million dollars uh, additional money. Uh, they could certainly use more, but I think three percent. Most uh, superintendents and school districts would say that's a reasonable amount. And then um, we have the other bill to help raise teacher salaries. And you add that all together, uh, funding wise, pretty good year for K-12. What about the the teacher salary component of that? Is that still alive right now at the state house? Yeah, it is. It uh, gets a little complicated. It'll be about an additional $86 million. There's a couple parts in the House bill, and again, we'll wait and see what the Senate does. It differ quite a bit from the governor's bill, but it would do a couple of things. One, it would I, uh, put $14 million into uh, paraeducator salaries or uh, staff people uh, doing similar jobs. Uh, then it would <clears throat> take the minimum salary to 47500 next year and minimum salary for teachers to 50000 in two years. And then the remainder of that $86 million would uh, go uh, to the districts to increase teacher salaries. So it'd be an additional $86 million of funding for teacher salaries and paraeducator salaries and, and beginning pay in two years being at 50000 I also wanted to get uh, your uh, thoughts about the bill that's making it through another education bill that has to do with school safety. Among other things, it would allow certain staff members to go through a training process and apply for a permit to carry a weapon in school. There's a lot of pros and cons out there. What what sort of feedback are you receiving, and what are your thoughts on this bill? Um, I have received a lot of feedback. Some of the feedback I've received are people saying we don't want guns in school, and that's, you know, that's not what this is doing. Uh, it would set up a, a very stringent training uh, that for any teacher that wanted to be able to carry a weapon uh, that they'd have to go through. It, frankly, is more stringent than you would see for a lot of training for uh, law enforcement officers. It's it, it pretty, pretty detailed, and I think that uh, if the bill passed uh, and some of those teachers wanted to go through the training, uh, I don't know that all of them would do it because it's pretty detailed. The bottom line, though, would be this would only happen if a school district and the school board decided they would like to go in that direction. They don't have to do it, but it would be an option for them. And so right now, uh, it, we haven't taken it up to talk about it at length, uh, but I'm assuming it will come to the floor. Uh, as long as it's at the school district's discretion, as long as it has really uh, very, very tight training uh, of teachers, 
I, I think it's probably would be one more thing for us to look at. I did talk to a superintendent in a rural district, not rural, but not a very big district, who said uh, out of curiosity they had polled their staff, and I believe they said they had uh, 81 staff members. I believe that was the number. And he, he took a poll and said, anybody be interested? He said he was shocked that uh, 30, I think it was 31 teachers said they might have an interest in it. So um, as long as it's with the school district's uh, decision, I, I suspect it may pass this year. Also, uh, we just have a minute or so. Uh, what's the latest on Governor Reynolds's tax proposals? Uh, an Iowa Senate committee approved it the other day. What's the story in the Iowa House right now? Well, the, the House and Senate, uh, for once, are in sync on that one. I think in the end what you'll see is that uh, both houses will pass an acceleration to get us to the 3.9% flat rate that we're supposed to be at in two years uh, to do that next year, so move it up a year and get more taxpayer money back in their pockets a year early. I think that's the major thing we'll be looking at right now, mm-hmm. accelerate the tax cut to get to 3.9. And then I believe, and I'd have to relook at the bill, I think it um, the next year it'll take us down uh, another tenth of a percent or something. So um, look for the tax rate to be accelerated. And when we hit the 3.9%, we will be the fourth most friendly income tax state in the nation, not counting the eight states that don't have income tax. But if the states that have income tax, uh, we'll be the fourth best in the nation. So it's a pretty significant change to our tax structure. We've run out of time. Brent, thank you very much for being with us this morning. Hope your cold gets better, and uh, take her easy, and we'll talk to you again soon. Very good. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. That's State Representative Brent Sechrist on the morning line on KMA.